0: So on my way over here, I decided that I was gonna stop a cookout because I hadn't eaten today. And I'm on the freeway and my music's loud, I can't hear anything, I'm not paying attention, but in the back, like I can hear it, just like this like really, really low honk. It's just laying on the on the horn, just I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is that sound? So, so, so you being
1: a danger to society. It, is was what it was because
0: I turned around and looked in my mirror. And there's this truck, like right next to me. And I'm, oh shit. So I had to swerve out of the way and shit. And so went down, got some cookout, and, you know, decided that I was going to get a shake, even though it's. Almost like. Even though it's 64 degrees outside. Fuck it. And.
1: And Left your spoon,
0: but that's fine. I did leave my spoon in the car, but this cookout shakes, but I,
2: like, strain my tongue i trying yeah. to drink it through a straw. That's why I have a That's why I have, the spoon. Why yeah, I have no. a spoon. That's why I have a You're like, a spoon. You're like, m- like mix it up more to be able to drink it.
0: Yep, you're right. Milkshakes. Bring yes. all the boys to the yard. Damn right. Mm-hmm. They're
1: better than yours.
0: I could teach you, but I have to charge. <laughs> Anyways, what's up everybody, and welcome back to the Harsh Imagination's Podcast. My name is Ian Ortiz, and... Ooh, spooky... <laughs> Spooky, spooky. It's almost Halloween, so I guess that's fitting. But anyways, today I have two really special guests. They were on the <laughs> show before. Um, we got Jameson Watson and Jacob Howell. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. up, dude. saw, dude. I saw, dude. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, and you probably don't know because nobody pays attention because nobody listens to this crap, the episode that we had recorded with Jake had to be deleted because somebody broke the number one unspoken rule and that's to not name drop we don't name drop here on the podcast because one i don't want to get in trouble and two i don't want anybody else getting in trouble so we're not gonna do that
2: yeah even when it it's kind of shitty because like even when you're like yeah dude like this person they're such a nice person it's still like yeah. why'd you say my name on that it's like dude
0: yeah. i was praising you yeah I was like i
1: don't care. first amendment
0: i don't want to have i mean even if we're praising people even if we're saying if, even if we're Speaking highly of people, I don't want. Yeah. There's always going to be that one person, even though you're speaking good about them. Like, why'd you use my name? I didn't give you permission to use my name. The fuck's your problem? You know.
1: You can use my name all the time. I'm a narcissist. (laughs) You fucking bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, so welcome back, guys. You know. Thanks for having me. And him. I saw him. I (laughs) saw So how you guys doing?
1: Pretty good. Getting ready for uh, you know, good old Dungeons and Dragons
2: it's like day two of being cold and i'm already sick of winter
1: yeah you were telling me that uh yesterday we were walking through here i'm already sick of winter it's like i'm already sick of this shit it's like 60 degrees
2: (laughs) Um, my cracker just doesn't
0: like cold (laughs) yeah i'm going to i'm going back to california this upcoming not this obviously not this weekend because it's this weekend but Next weekend, I'll be in California.
1: You know what I hate about California, besides everything? Like, uh, (laughs) when you're there, it could be summer, winter, whatever. You'll be walking down the street, and you're fucking hot. And then a cloud covers the sun, and you're fucking freezing. Like, it's the complete opposite, but at the same time, the exact same as Florida. Because Florida's just... I think I'm going to rain for su- two seconds and then stop.
0: <laughs> and
1: then it gets humid
0: as shit. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, both of my guests are from Florida and I'm from California. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. I won't speak too much in California because <clears throat> me being away from California for so long, I now, and, and speaking to you guys and speaking to other people, I now have multiple reasons to... Not, not go back? Not, not even... I mean, not Ever. go... Okay, my family's there, so that's the only reason why I would go back, but I'm not going to go Save back to them. I'm not going to go back just to say, "Oh, I missed that California weather." That's fucking bullshit. California weather is probably the worst weather because it can't make up its mind. Cuz it can shake the ground. And because <laughs> it can catch things on fire. Dude, it's so weird though, like the differences with that. So like
2: if I cuz I'm not used to earthquakes at all, obviously being from Florida. Um and like I've never been to California. Um uh, because that state sucks so i don't need to go hey but, man if, if you ever if you ever you know go through uh, butts, as far as then. okay as far as politics i don't like that state but
1: Look, coronado um, is completely different than, yeah. than it's even it's a very San Diego. big
2: red section in the middle of blue <laughs> but
1: because it's that's like I'm being from florida you go to
2: california and like after your ground starts shaking like it's like not even like a heavy earthquake, it's just like a little earthquake. I'm sure like people like me would be like, holy shit, I don't know what to do, I'm losing my fucking mind. And then all the Californians are just kinda like, yeah, whatever, it'll go away, it's fine. Shit's yeah. built to withstand this, you know? But then the same thing there with around, like you go to Florida and then like, anything more than a Cat 2 hurricane comes, everyone's like, holy shit. The world's coming to an end i need to buy all the water i need to buy sandbags to protect my house and then like all the floridians are like we're buying beer because we're throwing a hurricane party dude
1: yeah, like we don't five start... outside <clears throat> rocking yeah. hair flowing america i would say
2: like floridians really don't get worried until it's a cat five yeah. cat four if the eye's going over you yeah and cat five in general yeah. cat three down because I, I
1: remember i remember opal um I think it was a it was a cat three. And we got the eye. And I mean, we stayed. But uh, I, I just remember my parents were like, you know, don't go outside. I was like seven at the time, eight. Of course, my dad walks out there and he's like, <laughs> and I don't so know. I followed him and <laughs> did, get back inside. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> okay.
2: I remember seeing something a long time ago. I don't know how accurate it is, you know, it was a long time ago. But I remember seeing something about like. There's like cat threes down. It's actually safer to be outside than in your house
1: mm-hmm.
2: because the house can collapse on you. But outside, it's just kind of like,
1: oh, like I can see. I you might get you hit know. by a limb. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, but even then, like
2: that's not gonna kill you unless it's a really big limb. Maybe a flying cat. You know?
0: <laughs> it's yeah. a very uh natural disaster. Flying cats. <laughs> but
1: yeah, but uh, so in 2010, here in Virginia, we actually had an earthquake. And not many people yeah, remember that shit. I remember that. Well, like, I wasn't
2: here, but I remember seeing something about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so I, I was at HS5 at the time before it became HSC, and we were just turning a bird outside, mm-hmm. and the ground just started fucking shaking, and we're like, like, everyone was freaking the fuck out. Like, nobody, you under- know, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what the hell is going on? What the fuck We're is thinking, going like, on? a bomb went off or some shit. The it's ground the just... fucking in. So, like... The, they evacuate the building, and, like, everybody that wasn't on the flight line is, like, lining up outside, and we're all on the flight line, and they're, like, waving at us to come over, and we're like, there's a bird. Like, but, but fuck it. So yep. we leave, and the bird is literally doing, like, oh. wobbling. <laughs> we were like, yeah, I'm gonna go away from this shit. Fuck that. my yeah, god damn. So yeah, it was crazy. It only lasted, like, maybe 30 seconds, but it was, it was very was, noticeable. Very there noticeable. was one
2: in Florida, too, and, like... 2014 i think or some shit like that yeah i know i know it was in high school when it happened but there was one in florida it was like a because they're measured to like 10 like a scale of 1 to 10 it yeah. was like a 1 but it was still like noticeable enough to where it was like hey this is weird yeah like we didn't feel it or anything but yeah meanwhile i'm over in it was California. just the fact that it was florida where it was like what the fuck
0: yeah <laughs> i get what you mean yeah. meanwhile i'm over in California, <clears throat> trying to like relax in bed reading a book or playing video games or something the ground just starts moving just like Just wait You wait maybe 10 seconds 20 seconds. What do you guys do? Like what's your because like for us We were taught as kids for hurricanes
2: like if her if it's a hurricane coming through and you're in your house, whatever You have to go to the room that has no windows Yeah, and like you just have water uh, like dry food shit like that,
0: but you put everyone in the room that has no windows. Like, Um, What's yours? so for earthquakes There was... Kind of the same thing. Go to a room with no windows. Um, Copycat. Shut the fuck up. No windows, nothing on the walls, nothing... Like, no shelves. Nothing like that. Um, Then they told us, like, if you're near a doorway, stand in the doorway. Because it's the most sound structure.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's because, like every bit of that is built oh, yeah. better because well, you sense. have more studs <laughs> there yeah, yeah. so yeah, it makes sense
2: I guess thinking of like hurricane stamp yeah. that's why I was like what the fuck but no yeah, 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 the door falls okay. it goes sense. either
1: back or forward. yeah, yeah so they, they, told they teach
2: to... us not to stand in the doorway yeah. in case it blows open and hits you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they told us to stand there or you know duck and cover regular shit you know hide under your you no, know, you're not hiding in your bed. If you have like a sturdy desk, hide under the desk. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking of. Like, yeah. like if there's an earthquake, you just run to a dining room table yeah. and jump under it. Yeah, the thing that they told us though is like do not go outside. Mm. Because you know, the ground can crack, things can fall over, Yeah, for not paying shit can attention. To People will rob too. you. People <laughs> will rob you, uh they'll yell at you for being a bigot if you go outside.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the all the things that come from.
0: Dude, everyone pulls their cameras out if we go
2: outside.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. Really. watch this
2: shit. It's going to be great. Florida so, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> Florida man. Dude, have you, got, have you guys done the, um, uh, you put in your birthday, like, so you just put, like, a uh, month and date, and then Florida man, and then it'll pull up an article from that day. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what
0: was yours? Mine was, like, uh, Florida man... Hits pregnant girlfriend with bag of chips. Oh, that's not as exciting. It's that. not. It was. It was something very. Yeah, it wasn't exciting whatsoever. It was but. almost really dark, and then it was like, oh, okay, we're safe. Well, I mean, it it might have been different. I mean, I can look it up right now. I mean, shit, fucking <clears throat> March. I remember. So mine,
2: from what I there. Uh, yeah, there's like a couple, but you're supposed to just look at like the first one that comes up. But the first one that came up for me was like Florida man hangs from. Red light post and shits on cars
0: as they drive under.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like, hell yeah! <laughs> nah, so the, yeah, mine was the that's like Pensacola news. So Pecola, already red flag there. Florida man hits pregnant girlfriend with bag of tortilla chips over baby's paternity. Oh, nice. He must have hit you know pretty hard if it's in the news. I would say, but that's not really important, you know. <laughs> You know,
1: what we're really here to talk about today. Florida man interrupts Hurricane Matthew's live TV reports to yell, dicks out for uh, Harambe. Harambe. <laughs> 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 That's mine. Oh,
2: my God, oh, yeah, dude. Dicks out for Harambe. Dicks R- out
0: for Harambe. <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe.
2: Have you seen the meme? Because of the whole Area 51 raid and whatnot, yeah. someone made a meme of when Harambe actually had the kid, and it was, like, quoted, and it was just like, Listen up, kid. I don't have a lot of time. This date, Area 51, be there.
0: <laughs> it was like, oh, wow.
2: Karanbe orchestrated it. Right, what yeah, you say?
0: Um, So, you know, California and Florida decide. Yeah. Us side, sorry. This is what we're here to talk about today. Um, <coughs> as Watson. Sorry, Watson. As Jameson. Yeah. Jamie. James. Jimmy Jim John. Jimmy Johns. Jamie. They make some really good sandwiches <laughs>
1: there. Um, as
0: he. Previously announced that uh, we are here, uh, back in the Sex Dungeon, for those of you who know where that is. Uh, we're going to play some D&D tonight. Yeah. So we got all this stuff set up, and for those of you who don't know, Jameson is actually the D&D master. Um, he orchestrates and writes all of his own stories, and they're somewhat. all... they mostly well, so yeah, somewhat. I mean, the last <laughs> one, we, um, a lot of them are influenced by Final Fantasy. Absolutely. And they are probably some of the best campaigns out there, I would say.
1: Except for Matt Mercer's, but you know, nobody can be that guy. <laughs> That's fair. So why don't you, like, tell, tell us,
0: tell all the all the people, you know, the listeners, like, what's your, um, like, what's the process that you go through? I mean, do you sit down and just play a bunch of Final <clears throat> Fantasy games to try to pull well, I mean, different things? You know? I
1: mean, my whole life, I've played games, video games, whatever. Um, I've also been, you know, I've been a physical person. You know, kept up with my body, you know, made sure that I was fit and all that. I did physical stuff, so it's not like Dungeons & Dragons are just for, like, the, uh, you know, dungeon dwellers and their mom's fucking basements and shit. Like, a lot of people play it. And most people, you know, they hear it and they kind of cringe. Yeah. Until they actually play it and they realize, like, hey, man, this can be fun. But it's all about the group that you're with and the person that's, like, dictating the game, which is, like, the dungeon master. But uh, generally... You want to you want to make the story with the, about the players. You don't want to make your own story. So yeah. you you kind of have like scenarios and you let the characters that are playing, the people that are playing build their story based on the characters. And uh this is a premise in every video game out there. So it's like people, you know, like, "Oh, that sounds stupid, but you do that in every video game you play." Like yeah. every single video game, every movie you watch, every everything that you do is building a story and enjoying that story and watching characters develop like that's literally the reason why you play most games rather than Mm -hmm. you know like first person shooters but even then you know back in the day like modern warfare things like that you would play for the story yeah um and uh with multiplayer you want to play with your friends so it's a good way to you know develop the mind You, you you get to actually do anything you want um, and there's a real possibility of your character dying. You know? right. So there's there's a lot of things going on with it. And, uh, uh, you won't really understand the game until you actually play it. So um, for anybody out there who's never played, you know, if anybody ever asks you, give it a shot. I guarantee you're gonna have fun. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. uh, especially if uh, you're all of age and you can drink, because uh, that's when the good stuff <laughs> comes out. <laughs> um,
2: what well, I kind of like add to it, you're saying too, like. I think the mindset of it as well is like when you think "Are yeah like Dungeons and Dragons like what's the first thing you think of like people think of like Nerds. more than, yeah like and nerd. I'm a
1: fucking nerd well no not like
2: <laughs> not that but I mean like like people think like oh Lord of the Rings like yeah. weird sci-fi fantasy type shit you can really make it about like you can make it futuristic Absolutely. you can make it in the past you can make it in the yeah. present you can you can make the story out of anything like dungeons and dragons is just the name but it's not like it actually actually has to be dungeons, dungeons and, dragons. and dragons yeah like it. my
0: uh back on um my, me and my brother have talked about this a few times he uh he got like a set fuck you truck um he got like a set like a dungeon and dragons set for i think like his birthday or something yeah um Because, like, they, uh, him, his girlfriend, and his girlfriend's sisters, and, you know, I guess my sisters or whatever, like, they all wanted to play. And so, me and him were talking about it, and I was like, dude, I'll write a story. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be Dungeons and Dragons. It can really be anything you want. Like, I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to make something along the lines of being, apocalypse. Like, zombie, so. not, not necessarily zombie apocalypse, but just, like, maybe, like, from the first game. Like, mansion, you know, yeah. trying to uncover the secrets and shit, you know, but twist it so that people who, you know, mainly for my brother who has played the game, you know, isn't just like, okay, now I have to go here, now I have to go here, now I have mm-hmm. to go here. It's just like, okay, fuck. Where do I have to go now, you know? Um... Yeah, just like Jameson said, you know, if you haven't played it and somebody asks you to play, definitely, I would I would definitely give it a shot. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. It, yeah. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. Especially
1: on, if it's your friend <coughs> asking you to yeah. play. Yeah, because it's people that you talk to on a regular basis, you can relate to, you're going to have fun.
0: Yeah. On average, how long does it take you to write a story?
1: Um, it depends on the depth of it. So, the last one took me a year to write, and then we played it for about a year. Um. But, yeah, but that you, was you wrote it like as we went too. Well, yeah, but for the so the story aspect of it, I generally have it all written out. Like, yeah. uh, and the reason why it takes so long is because I actually take into account players' actions, um, and mm-hmm. I build it around the people that I'm playing with. So, if, for instance, if I can kind of guess what decisions they're gonna make, I kind of write around that decision, and then I also write alternatives so that I can be quick when it comes to changing the story. Um, and most of it is just pulling it out of your ass, to be honest with you. So, like, you'll be sitting <laughs> yeah. there, and then somebody oh, will yeah, make no, some decision, and you're that. like, oh, crap. But as long as you have a good imagination and you're a quick thinker, like, you can you can make the players think that you that you thought about everything before they even thought to make that decision. And it makes it seem like you wrote that story for them and if every single player at the table feels that way then they're gonna be like damn you know i'm the main character so everybody will feel like the main character um in reality it's the group is the main group so it's it's all about how you're good with story development like i would say like first time people trying to be a dungeon master or anything like that don't go crazy sit down think about your favorite video game and draw inspiration from that and just do that like i mean um, but take Final Fantasy 7 for instance. That's my favorite game, and both of my long campaigns took place in that world, not necessarily with the characters, but with that world and the events kind of surrounding <laughs> yeah. all that. Right. Um, and it, I, you know, I thought it went pretty good. There was some hiccups, some, you know, sometimes, but for the most part, it went pretty good. <laughs> but it's uh, definitely a lot of hiccups. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing up an airship. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: for those of you who have played Final Fantasy. Uh, and know the character said Highwind That was what my character was based around This really loud Obnoxious Asshole Asshole. <laughs> uh, you know didn't give a fuck about anything And they blew up my airship One I wasn't there and so I was very upset But I got over it Because now that campaign's over because We all die <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: You know Speaking like yeah
0: but You know it really do be like that sometimes. Yeah. It'd be
1: like so, that sometimes. uh, what what else do you want to talk about?
0: Um, well, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons. That's like, you know, it's always gonna be fun in games. you know. Always fun. But I mean, well, like with the pulling out, you're out. I don't know if I ever told you the story because, like, I wrote
2: um, like a campaign. It's a one shot, so mm. it's just like a short campaign or whatever. Right. And I played it with him and
1: Agar. Well. He's Brian. not gonna care yeah. if you drop his
2: name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he won't care, that's true.
0: Okay, I go back. There are some people <laughs> who, there are, there are some people out there who will so not care. We we
1: played with a group and uh yeah. you know it was me, He's uh He's probably gonna Jake. end up
2: being on this eventually. Yeah, anyway, he will so.
1: um but it was it was actually really good. It was his first time. Um and me, you know, I've been I've been DMing for years. So uh, you know, I I'm not classify myself as like a beginner. Um, but he did a really good job with it. Uh, it was based on Skyrim yeah. okay. and, uh, he actually took us to, um, an, an old like city. It like a, yeah. It was, well, it was like a
2: cave at first yeah. and then it basically turns into a city and, um, I can probably, I can show you sometimes, but, yeah, uh, it was kind of revolved around time and whatnot. And you basically go back in time. you have to like figure out what made things fall apart. Um, but the aspect of it was like when it fell apart the jarl would run to like his lake house and like he would create this portal and like that's what would send you back so like you would always go back to the same spot and like from the beginning when you first come into the city like yeah, everything like, resets like, basically. if you ever
1: watched uh edge of tomorrow <coughs> yeah. It was, yeah it was it was like very loosely with that like going back to that same yeah. point in time I, like, and then just Waking up and being yeah. like, "Oh shit!" I saw
2: that movie, and that's where I was like, yeah. "Yeah, this sounds like a good idea."
1: You know, there's a there's a book on that. It's called "All You Need Is Kill," and that's where they got the movie from. I didn't. It's like know. a little. Uh, it's not really a manga, but it's it's like a like a short story. Um, yeah. Animated book.
0: Okay. It's so awesome. like, a, like a graphic novel. Yeah. Well, no,
1: it's not. It's not even a graphic novel. It's it's, an, it's a legitimate book. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> it's guess it's a legitimate book with pictures. There's no pictures on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No,
2: so, like... But, yeah, so, like, the Yarl was, like, the one that had to go back or whatever. And then, basically, getting into the campaign, they go to the Yarl and, like, explain, like, oh, like, hey, like, I'm from the future. Shh. And, like, the Jarl's kind of like, okay, I believe you and whatnot. Because, <laughs> like, he, he explains how he was like, yeah, like, I've been trying to fiddle with, like, time yeah. and stuff like that. And then
0: seems legit like i ex-
2: like i explain how like there's a law to where like things will fall apart if you break the law and all this stuff and whatnot and then first thing he does is like i got an idea and he stabs the yarl and i'm like oh <laughs> uh, shit i literally like did not plan at all for someone to just be like you know what fuck it just stab the yarl so i was just like so the yarl runs <laughs> like he stabbed him like in the stomach or some shit so i was god. like, god i mean you can live like fuck it so the yarl runs and like everything falls apart and that's where they realize like that it's true like everything will fall apart they break the law but then they go all
1: the way back to the beginning okay makes (laughs) sense yeah my character like shows back up at the yarl and he's like don't ask but everything that you're saying is not bullshit it's true and he's like well how do you know that I said don't ask (laughs) (laughs) speaking of killing
0: you know who does a lot of killing Navy SEALs. John Wick does do a lot oh, yeah. of killing. Oh, yeah. Navy SEALs do a lot of killing. And we are uh,
1: intel. They do more Intel. But we'll, we'll, we'll go with they that. They do a little bit of killing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they do a lot more
2: than that. But it, you just only hear about, like, the yeah. killings they do. Shout but out. there's sh- a lot that goes into it. Shout
0: out to Chief. Uh, Chief G. Chief G. <laughs> well, he's already in the news. Chief Gallagher. Yeah. Homeboy. Um. But anyways, uh, we kind of touched on it in a previous, like, the first episode we do with Watson. Um. You actually went to Buds. Did. And Jacob here is trying to go to Buds. Yep. So, for a treat. <laughs> yeah. So um I kinda I was talking to Jacob about it in the hallway at work a little bit, just saying, yo, I want Watson to go in like go in more depth on, you know, Bud stories and what happened <laughs> there and all this other shit. And he was telling me about this story uh, <laughs> I about an instructor you had who is an alcoholic?
1: Oh yeah, Ren. And, uh, <laughs> I want I want you to tell that story. All right. So before I start this, uh, <laughs> buds is completely different now than it was then. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, well, not really. I mean, the environment's still exactly the same, but um, the instructors. So are cool. The instructors. So we had this instructor. He was. It was pretty short. You know, he was a little bit taller than me, but he was stocky son of a bitch. Like, just a big motherfucker. And this dude, every single night around, it was like 1.30 in the morning. If I was on watch or anybody else, like, matter of fact, before I even say that, the first time I was standing the watch on the quarter deck, uh, because in Buds you still have to stand your watches um, until you class up. This dude had been here for, like, uh, I think, like, a couple weeks. And he's like, hey, man, uh, when uh, when Instructor Rain comes in, just make sure t- to uh, go get the, uh, you know, the chief on the watch. And I was like, uh, uh, okay. So, sure enough, 130 rolls. This dude's coming through the quarter deck with handcuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And he's just belligerent. And so I I get up and I go get the the chief of the watch, whatever, and he comes out and he's like, all all right, I got him, cops. And the officer's like, appreciate it, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm like, what? (laughs) See you tomorrow? This dude had so many fucking DUIs, he couldn't even ride a bike. Like, matter of fact, he got arrested riding a bike, drunk, on the Coronado Bridge, the fucking dude got handcuffed. He jumped off the bridge and swam to fucking North Island, or not North Island, uh, the, uh, San Clemente Island, I believe. It's like right off. Swam there, and the, the cops like went there like it was just normal and picked him up like out of the water. Like we got there, like I made it, and he's in the cop car. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Every day. So yeah, that's, you know that was him. He was a uh, he was a good dude. He uh had a lot of problems. He got a. <clears throat> He, uh, he actually got pulled out of, I believe it was Iraq, because he had a bounty on his head. Ooh. Um, yeah. He, uh, we were, so, they actually record most of their missions, and they go on the, you know, top secret type yeah. shit, but every now and then they declassify, or they just don't turn the video footage in. Well, this dude, we were having a proctor brief. Uh, our proctor was um, Instructor Smith. And this dude uh, actually was a permanent instructor because he got shot in the back and uh, his muscle mass wouldn't develop. So instead of, you know, discharging him out, they allowed him to stay there as an instructor. He's a badass dude, man. He's awesome. But this dude would have proctor briefs that lasted fuck, oh my God, for fucking ever. I mean, like, you could definitely tell, like, if it was going to be a long Proctor brief or a short Proctor brief based on how much dip he had in his can. So, like, (laughs) he would be, you know, pull out a can, throw a pinch in. He'd just start talking about how we're basically Spartans. We got Spartan numbers. You you look at those guys from the Lone Survivor, that's fucking Spartan numbers, you know, trying to get us motivated and all we could think about is man how much dip does this guy fucking have left in his can? <laughs> so like he pulls fuck can out again, throw another big ass pinch in and we look and he that was his last pinch, and we were like, fuck yeah, we're out of here in like five minutes, bro. This motherfucker would stand up, hey, anybody got a any dip on him? And the motherfucker that stood up and pulled a seawall out and pulled a can of dip out, we beat his ass afterwards. <laughs> we fucking took him behind the weight bench over in the grinder and beat the fuck out of that guy. God damn it. Uh, so, <laughs> but you can't do that shit anymore, you know? Like, it's you, you just can't do that. But um, <laughs> the same instructor, uh, they, they were all into surfing. Um, every single one of them. We had uh, Instructor Holland, Instructor Smith, Instructor Stone... Um, uh, instructor Ren, uh, Mr. Bear, like all of them surfed. And, uh, I remember one day we we're getting our ass fucking handed to us on the beach. Um, uh, and, and instructor Ren was standing on the berm, uh, which is a big heel that, uh, you like run over to go get wet and sandy and shit and you go hit the surf. Um, so <laughs> we're sitting on the other side of it, getting our asses handed to us, push up feet, bellies, back, push ups, sit ups, all kinds of shit. And, uh, instructor holland runs up and he's like yo ren Ren's like what's up holland he's like turn around dude and he turns around and he sees these waves that are fucking huge and he's like yo fuck we're going surfing mind you it's seven o'clock in the morning we just we, we started at like three right right so it's like seven in the morning we still have until seven at night to go this dude fucking looks at us and goes we're going surfing dude fuck that you guys are secure and he runs off and we're standing there like, what do we do? <laughs> it's trap. Like, what do we do? So we just stood there in ranked, right? And our OIC was like, all right, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. So we're like, bet, you know, if I can yeah. take off. We start walking. Instructor Smith, our proctor, comes over sees us walking. He's like, where are you guys going? Like, uh. Well, uh, Instructor Wren secured us. He's like, looked over the berm, and he's like fuck yeah, we're going surfing. <laughs> so we are fucking all scared shitless. Because they just... Uh, the, the, the things that they do to you there is insane. They're not, and, and the instructors aren't there to, like, make sure you fail or anything. They're right. there to develop you, but they're also there to weed that bitch gene out of you. Like, there is no room to be a bitch in Bud's. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good community it's really different it's like a completely separate segregated area from the real navy like the brotherhood there even before you even get into it like even while you're going through it they have so much respect for anybody that even goes there like even if you don't make it after you like me i broke my hip and i got medically dropped from the program and these guys after that they saw like how broken i was (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they pulled me aside and they said, you know, we, we noticed you you, you know, you were that hard charger you're always doing, you know, for the team and never for yourself. And we appreciate that. And we have the respect, you know, for you always. And you're always welcome back here. And they they gave me their numbers, their card, like personal fucking numbers, like everything. And I am like, you know, we want you to come back. Yeah. And, you know, I, they didn't just do that for me. You know, They're, they do it for everybody because they have that respect for people to go through. Unless you're being a piece of shit, yeah, which I there are say. always Unless those people. Unless you're like a cock. But this dude yeah. named, and I'll dra- name drop this dude all day because he's the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. His name was Belinsky. <laughs> and if you're listening to this for some miracle, fuck you. Um, <laughs> we're sitting at the, um, so the CTT pool. Right. Uh, that's where they go to do underwater knot tying, the PSTs every Monday for if you're in. Um, well, it's not called PTRR anymore, but it used to be called that. But now you go to pre-buds, and then you come back and you go to NDoc. Um But the way it works when I was there is you would have PTRR. And in your PTRR, you couldn't do anything but stretch until you uh, were medically cleared. So once you got medically cleared, then you could start participating in the obstacle course, the runs, the swims. The, it, you you kind of wish that you didn't get medically cleared at that point. But I digress. Um, <laughs> once you hit that four-mile run on the beach, you fucking hate life. Um, but So from there, you go to NDOC. Um, once you class up. But the only way you class up is if your, PT, uh, your PST scores are within your competitive levels. Right. So you class up. You go through Indoc, And Indoc is basically BUDS, but it does not count at all. So you're going like three weeks. It's actually, I think, four now. But it's like four weeks of getting your ass fucking handed to you like you're in phase. But you don't realize how easy you had it in Indoc until you go to phase. <laughs> like. You thought you had a bad up until that first day of phase, and then you get that kick in the nuts, and you're like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Mm. Yeah. Um, And I can tell you that anybody that has the mindset like, yeah, I'm going to fucking go there, and it's going to be easy, like, you're an idiot. Uh, Anybody that thinks they're going to go there and not have a hard time, you're going to have a hard time.
0: If you go to Bud's,
1: and you think you're going to have the best time you're going
0: to
2: have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. that that was probably, like, the best advice that I got, um about because like I'm trying to put my package in and everything like that but that was like probably some of the best advice I got from the instructors at the seal scout office where they were like yeah like you know you could run you could do this you can do that you can do whatever to get ready but at the end of the day he just pretty much blatantly told me he's like going to buds is kind of like getting kicked in the nuts but if you get kicked in the nuts every day before Buds, it's not like it's going to make it suck any less when no, you get kicked, kicked into in the nuts at Buds, you
1: know? <laughs> See, that's that's good advice, but I'm about to give you the best advice of your life going there. Boots, right? <laughs> Boots. <laughs> so um, you're going to do this thing called the Buds tie, the Buds knot. I'll show you right now. Oh, yeah, now. I do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, you tie the ends, you tie yeah, them. fucking
2: uh, old LPO, when I was in line Check, taught us that.
1: Everything you do when you get there, you need to be neat attention to detail even the way you fold your fucking camis you're going to fold them in a way that your name is showing on both and that your boots are tied together so that when they grab your boots because your shit's fucked up and they throw it in the fucking water they're throwing both boots instead of one boot so then you have to go search for them you know right where they're at if you break a shoelace don't fucking say a word
2: oh yeah i already learned that just roll with it
1: <laughs> don't go to the body shop down the road and paint your fucking helmet because they'll scratch it and you're just wasted 60 bucks these are all the things that i did uh another good advice is um it oh, only that. works one one time buy a kiddie pool put that <laughs> yeah, bitch in just, the center of your room
2: i was just about to say fill you it tell with water
1: story. and sand And when they come in and ask you, why the fuck do you have sand and water, or or a kiddie pool in the center of your room, you just say, well, I realized that I was going to get wet and sandy anyways, so instead of running to the beach, I figured I would just jump in the kiddie pool. You will fucking pass. But, one time only. (laughs) (laughs) Only once. Yeah. Now, another way to pass, which I, don't quote me anymore on this because, you know, the Navy has softened itself and become politically correct, and... (laughs) you know all that shit and it's starting to filter into the seal teams. Buy them a fucking pizza and put a movie on. When they come in to inspect your room when you're not there, they're going to be so distracted by the movie. Now it's got to be something with heavy nudity. Or <laughs> So not a porno, but a Not movie. a porno.
2: Okay. But a porno. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> a really good movie, with and a you'll lot come back. Game you'll come Thrones. back to a note, and it's going to Game great.
2: of Thrones season one.
1: On the <laughs> other important, and I can't stress enough, important is if an instructor starts yelling at you and you have your locker unlocked, and he's beating your ass, telling you to get the fuck outside. Don't move any fucking inch to the right or left without locking that fucking locker because if you don't do that you're going to regret your whole week because not only is all of your shit going to be in the middle of the floor when you come back and your bed going to be tossed on top of that and every single bit of beverages that are in your fridge is going to be poured all over all of it you're going to have to clean it all and you're going to have to have a uniform inspection the next day in those same uniforms that they just poured fucking Gatorade all over and now they're pink so god damn. <laughs> yeah uh and oh, stretch shit. that yeah. is the biggest thing uh the reason why i failed is because i did not put the effort in that i needed to on the weekends to stretch and recuperate mm-hmm. um anybody will tell you that when you get there if you if you do not have your mind 100 percent in it and i mean weekends as well you're not taking weekends off you're taking the weekends to go to the pool and doing recovery swims. Now you don't want to run the O course or any of that stupid shit on the weekends. You want to do recovery stuffs, things that are going to um, increase your, um, you know, your breathing and, but at the same time, be very relaxing. So like a recovery swim, um, stretching, things like that. Great idea. Running, bad idea, because you're gonna fuck your hips up. Is that what you did? Yeah. Poor baby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How far did you get?
1: Um, I got right up to uh, Hell Week. So um, right at the third week, we got our Hell Week issue. And uh, they actually were talking about pushing our Hell Week back a week because it rained in Tijuana. And anytime it rains in Tijuana, it pollutes the water. So we're not... They have to go literally every time it rains and take a sample of the water and see if they can beat us in it or not. And if they can't, they're not going to do Hell Week. Well... That Friday before, so Hell Week starts on a Sunday night. Um, that's when Breakout is. Uh, but that Friday, last Evolution of the Day, we're putting the boats up, and uh, one of the guys tripped and fell and pushed the boat up, and I was in slot one at the time, and uh, I rode that all the way down, snapping like the my right hip. So. After that, you know, of course, I was, like, <coughs> laying there, and Instructor Instructor Stone, like, runs up to me with a wrench, and he's like, get the fuck up. Quit being a bitch. And, you know, I'm like, I physically can't. And he's like, quit being a... And he sees my hip, and he's like, oh, shit. And he, like, calls two of the guys over. I think it was, like, Walker and some other guy. And he's like, yo, grab this dude. Take him to medical. And they're like, okay, get the fuck over here. He's dying. You know, and I'm just, like, screaming. And uh, so I get the medical... And the fucking piece of shit uh, medical officer just, like, looks at me. And he's like, well, we're closing up for the day. And I was like, well, my, my fucking hip hurts. And he's like, <laughs> come back tomorrow. Yeah, no, he's like, come back on Monday. <laughs> I'm like, bro, break out Sunday. Like, what am I going to do here? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, fuck it, dude. You know, whatever. I'll fucking, I'll man up. So <laughs> I wrapped that bitch and I went to sleep. And I was like, please, God, let it be good in the morning. Yeah. I woke up at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And my roommates are, like, sound asleep, and i moved. And I just let out a... "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) And they woke up, and they're like, what? And I had, like, tears rolling down my face. I was in pain. And so they called the ER. So they came and actually picked me up and drove me to the fucking medical. And I got in fucking trouble for that shit. They were like, why didn't you go to medical? I was like, I did. They told me to come back on Monday. And he's like, What? I was like, "Yeah, the dude, pretty much gave me 500 milligrams of Motrin and Badgerill and told me to quit being a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Man, this is bullshit. This this is probably the worst trade in the history of trade <laughs> deals." Yeah, that it's was a, another thing. Like, it wasn't
2: so much advice, but they were kind of like hammering, like, "Hey, but remember, too, when you go to buds, there's a difference between are you hurt and are you injured." Yes,
1: big difference.
2: Because <clears throat> if you're like, "Oh, I'm hurting," and whatnot, everybody's they're right. gonna be like, "Okay, are you injured?" Like are you physically not able to keep going or do you just not want to keep going? There's a big difference. Yeah.
1: then there is like, you'll see, you'll start to see the people yeah. that are the people that put out versus the people that don't, you're going to notice that. <clears throat> and the people that don't put out, unfortunately um, it sucks, but a lot of people are making it into the teams now that um, are just kind of skating by while the people that are putting out are the ones getting injured. And that's what I noticed. Cause there was uh there was a bunch of people that, uh, that I was like, dude, these guys have it. Like they have it mentally, they have it physically. They're humble. They they, they don't see themselves better than anybody and, and they just get injured or some of them just mentally break down. Like uh there was one guy, Doblis, um he was my fat my fat chubby partner. I love that <laughs> son of bitch to the day I die. Um he was the only reason I made it through surf torture. Um I hyped out twice. I got hyped. that means you got hypothermia. Um so I was beside Doblis, this big, fat, cuddly bear motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, he was warm. Warm as shit. Yeah. And uh, he was like my, my, my blanket, you know? So, like, we'd be sitting there fucking, I'd be freezing my ass off, and I'd just feel his arm kind of grip, you know? I'd Some of the gayest moments of my life in Buds, and I'm proud of every fucking moment of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, he'd, like, hold me, and I'd just be like, oh, God, thank God, you know? Like, I'm <laughs> fucking warm. And then I just still remember the day this dude, like, broke down and got up. And I was like, Dobus, where are you going? Like with a straight face. And he's like, I can't do it anymore, Watson. I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. And he's like crying. And I was like, Dovus, get your fucking ass back here. Because if I die because of you, I swear to God. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, man. I love you. And he just like walked off. And I just, I started fucking like trying to, trying to hold back <laughs> tears and shit. But they were like freezing on my face because we were a winter class. So it was cold as shit. And I just, I just remember waking up. With a thermometer coming out of my ass. Like, I mean, just like. And I was like, oh. Like, what the fuck? And then the doctor was like, yeah, you got hypothermia, bro. Like, I'm just getting your core temperature. And it was like low as shit. I don't even remember what the temperature is. And they're like, you got to go back out there. And I was like, all right.
2: So I got a hole in my ass. <laughs> cold. So and you're like, suck it up. buddy." I go product. back out <laughs> there.
1: And this like the next day. You know, because it's like if you hype out, you get like. That, that rest of that time off but you still gotta go back the next day Yeah. so I go back the next day surf torture again and I, I start fucking hyping out and uh, the instructor I think it was instructor Holland comes up to me and he's like get him out of the water and I was like what? and I was just barely like like almost like if you're dazed from like a punch in the face you know yeah. like dazed you don't really remember too much but or like a good night of drinking you know like you kind of remember it but yeah. all I remember saying to this guy is like why'd you pull me out and he's like because you stopped shaking i was like shit ain't cool and he was like that's the fucking problem and i was like throw me back in he's like all right fuck it throw him in and like within a minute and a half of me going back in the water i just woke up with a thermometer coming out of my ass again and they told me they're like bro like that's twice a third time means you fail so I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So, like, yeah. I was, like, telling my partners beside me, I'm like, bro, if you start to see me fucking, like, going crazy. Just pee on me or something. Just <laughs> fucking get me warm. Like, I don't even care what you got to do. <laughs> and, like, I don't, like, I, I managed to make it through the next time. And then, like, that was, that was the thing, you know? And then uh, we were doing, we went from that to, like, the 500 meter underwater swim, which I don't give a fuck what anybody says about, oh, I can do 500 meters underwater. No, you fucking can't. All All right. I don't want to hear that shit because you don't (laughs) kick off the walls. You jump in the fucking water. You got to go deep, you know, down. If you touch the wall, you fucking fail. You got to fucking do a front flip and then start your swimming, right? And you got to go fucking 25 there and then without touching the wall on the other end, spin around and go back without taking a fucking breath. I don't give a shit who you are. Fuck you, okay? I drowned (laughs) during that shit, all right? I fucking, I came up the first time because I couldn't make it. And then the fucking instructor was like, you got one more fucking shot. If you come up, I'm dropping you. And I was like, fuck it. I was like, dude, I'm I'm, I'm going to die. So I was like, fuck it. I jumped in there, did that, started swimming. On my way back, i just, I remember just seeing the wall. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I like just inhaled a fuck ton of water and just touched the wall. And they pulled me out, fucking CPR, fucking shot all out. And I just remembered like, I died. Like, I fucking died. My lungs feel like they're on fire. I don't remember shit. Who the fuck are all you people? Like, and then, like, next thing you know, they're pushing me to the push-up bar, you know, or the pull-up bar. Like, get the fuck over there. What are you doing? I was like, I just died. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you mean? So, we get to Put the pull-up to bar. I know, get to the pull-up bar, which is, like, right at the CTT pool, and, like, I was, that was always my thing, was pull-ups, man. I could fucking do, like, a hundred. And, uh, so... They get up there and they start doing it and they're like, you know, if I don't get twenty out of you, I swear to god, you know. So there's one guy that's up there, I don't even remember his name at this point, but he's like getting it. And uh the instructor Dallas Reyes we called him ring the bell bell, cause this dude went there three times. But uh he's like, That one didn't count. That one didn't count, that one didn't count. Listen motherfucker, if you don't give, if you don't give me a good pull-up, I'm gonna drop kick you off this fucking bar. that one didn't count that one didn't, and dude this dude jumps from the diving board and drop kicks this dude off the bar and I was like <laughs> and he was the guy in front of me, oh, so wow. I'm like, dude, I just drowned, I don't want to get kicked, you know yeah. so I get up there and I just start fucking getting it and uh, he's like, that's good, that's good, that's that one didn't count that one, that one did that was good, that was good. so like after like 30, he's like, all right, get the fuck down like I don't want any more out of you. I'm like, but you said shut the fuck up, go!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, if if, you, if they know you're going to do it, they're, just, they're not going to waste their time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good memories of Buzz. There's a lot of shitty memories of Buzz. But uh, <clears throat> it was a good experience. And you're definitely, if you go there, you're going to have an experience of your life. And you're going to hate every bit of it until you leave. And then you're going to miss every bit of it. Yeah. And then when somebody asks you if you want to go back, you're going to shake your head.
2: <laughs> do you want to go back?
1: Mm. no it's
2: been real and it's been fun but it ain't been real fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: not for me we actually uh uh if you go back it was like 2008 um there was a show and you might where where are you from exactly in Uh, i'm from
0: los angeles
1: okay well in san diego it was uh san diego news 9 or something like that i can't remember but there was a show called where's Ruben, and uh it was this just You know, thicker guy who would just go around and like different shows, like cooking shows, you know, things like that, just to meet people. That was like his thing. Well, they actually scheduled him to go to look, you know, talk with the Buds guys. Yeah. And uh, it was my class, 269. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the whole point of it was they were like, okay, who's the top 20 in the obstacle course? And it was like me and 20 other people. So I was like, oh, this is cool. We're going to be on the news and Buds and shit. And uh, yeah, we were we were
0: i'm gonna look this up after we um yeah so um episode. i
1: can't uh, i have it in one of my emails i'm gonna have to pull it up but um yeah we're i definitely want to find it and show you guys because like you see me ball-headed fucking mm-hmm. jack <laughs> and just like standing there well we ran the o course but they made us run the same part over and over and over and over in the background as like a background thing yeah so there's constant people going so by the time we got through, like, the fifth obstacle, we had to turn back around and go back through. So, like, by the time we moved over to, like, the harder obstacles, we were all fucking dead. So, like, in the background, you'll just see us, like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, he he started running run the O course. Uh, Ruben did. Oh, shit. So he got to one of them, and the, this one obstacle is called the Dirty Name, and he's, like, he asked questions. He's, like, well, why is it called the Dirty Name? And uh, an <laughs> instructor, um, I think it was, uh, or no, it was Mr. Bear he was a stone motherfucker he was like "We'll get on there and find out for yourself and he's like all right so it's like this obstacle that's like um there's a log that you have to like climb you know pull yourself up to and then you have to jump and hit the other log in front of it like uh, kind of like yeah. a v yeah and
0: yeah.
1: then grab it and <clears throat> swirl around and drop right this dude fucking jumps on it and he he gets up on the first one, jumps to the second one, and smacks it. And he goes, "Shit, shit, 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 shit," and falls off. <laughs> and he and you just hear uh, <laughs> Mr. Bear's like pulling out some dip, and he's like, "That's why I fucking call it the Dirty News." dude it was great oh man oh man oh, but yeah um i gotta find that video like yeah. uh, i've been looking for it for a while but um i don't know if where's ruben is it show anymore but they still have it archived so i have to yeah. go back and find all of it okay for sure but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was definitely it's definitely an experience man and I, I hope you get to go and experience that because you're gonna meet some people that you're gonna love the rest of your life but never talk to again mm-hmm. if you get out Or if they leave, but you'll remember their names and you'll love them the rest of your life because of the shit that you went through together.
2: Brotherhood through adversity. Yes. Yeah. Um, And it's it's unlike anything. That's what we were talking about on the podcast that we had to delete. Unfortunately, delete. (laughs) Where it was just like, well, because we we talked about like married life and stuff, but like that's just kind of of its own thing. But we were talking about kind of like the process Mm -hmm. Uh, because this is different from like going civilian and going to buds and then like join the fleet and then going to buds yes where like it's selective but not so much like if you get in you're you're gonna get in it's the getting in initially part that's like a pain don't take the this ass. the wrong
1: way do not bring your wife oh, yeah. seriously yeah um i know un- I've, unless, i do mean i've heard unless, like it makes
2: it way harder mentally it, well
1: it does and not only that um i don't know a single person except one guy um uh, I think his name was Miranda. He made it, and he was, I think, the only one that had a wife that made it through, and that's because she was in it with him. Like, she was there. Like, when he got home, she would, like, be all about him, had his food ready and made it, mm-hmm. made sure that it was, like, protein-heavy. Like, I mean, she... Literally had it down to a science for him and made everything easier at home for him. It didn't give him any stress like this dude never talked about it. But everybody else that had wives, that's all they would talk about. And like if you got problems at home, that's going to carry over to the buds. And like don't when when you are there, you need to like make sure that you let her know like I I can't have your problems there. Like you can't because you won't make it. It needs to be every time she needs to hold that shit in like it's a deployment. And then when you get through, then once you get to jump school, or once you get past phase one, really, that's when you can kind of yeah. change it. But phase one, no, yeah, that that is, it's it's I didn't see anybody make it. Our class, for instance. Our class was the biggest class to ever go through because um, when I joined, it was when they first made seal its own rate because before you yeah. had to be like a bosun's <laughs> mate or something like that and then do your like, two years and then strike to go over to Bud's.
2: Was that 2006 or 2008? Yeah, it's
1: 2006. 2006. Yeah, 2007 was when they made it its own rate. Um, but they had a lot more people going to Bud's because of that. And so our class was the biggest class to class up. We had 300 people. My class graduated with 19. Yeah. And out of those 19, three made it to the teams.
2: Yeah, definitely. It definitely has the highest attrition rate. But Yeah. I think that's also kind of hard because you'll hear stories about like, oh, like this guy is special forces in the army. But they do it entirely. Like SEALs is the only special forces, special warfare, whatever term you want to use, where you can literally go from being a civilian and then boot camp buds. Yeah. Like you're there. Everything else, like the army, like you want to be special forces, you can't just jump right into it. You got to be a sergeant, first of all. You got to be an E-5. Mm -hmm. You got to go to ranger school. Uh, I don't think you have to be ranger regiment, but you you have to go to ranger school. You don't. And then you have to be airborne. You have to be... Just, like, countless other things. Like, you have to have certain requirements. you got to be Ranger. you got to be E5 is the major one. Though. Yeah, and
1: for us, like, in the Navy, if we wanted to go <coughs> over there, the only thing available to us is 18 X-ray, which is, like, fucking Green Beret. Yeah. So, and even then, like, it, it's almost impossible to get out of here and go to the Army. Yeah. Because I've tried it, like, fucking eight times. <laughs>
2: yeah. They, just heard- kept,
1: they kept telling me, like, well, we you put your paperwork through. Oh, it's shredded. I don't know what happened <laughs> to it. Oh. dude
2: yeah that's like another thing i hear from uh the guys like went to buds and then they uh, go to the fleet is they're just kind of like dude if i would have known the fleet was like this yeah i don't know if i would have even yeah baby, you, know you know
1: what you know what constantly surprises me though is how many people lie about this shit
2: about buds or yeah. like going to yeah. buds oh yeah like, like, like there's the guy at work yeah where he, well, like he first got there he's like yeah i went to buds what's your Buds yeah. class? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, okay, well, you're fucking lying that, there. That, that's
1: exactly like it. It, it, it kind of really just irks me because thing you, everyone, the people everyone wants to be. A well, name. the people that come out of buds, like actually, they come out of buds and go into the fleet, mm-hmm. are rock stars. Oh yeah, like in whatever they do, dude. That's like rock the air crewmen.
2: That's like the air crewmen at our squadron. Literally, the best air crewmen that or, we've had that I've been since. around. Yeah, are the ones that went to Buzz Hands down unfortunately awesome. didn't make it. He was awesome. I yeah. love that guy. Uh, Shrevech was cool as fuck. Literally all of them. They're all really cool guys. Yeah, because they, and then the air crewmen that didn't go to Buzz, they just went to, straight to air crew. They're the most cocky, condescending fucking douchebags yeah. I've ever had to deal Absolutely. with. Like they think they know, you know the aircraft better than us when it's like, dude, we literally go to school. Like this yeah. is literally our job is to fix the aircraft. We're like the mechanics and you're the driver. Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
1: And they, the thing that would fix that is if they went back to the... So, when when I went to five to my first helo squadron, um, they had to go to the line shack before they got their wings. So uh, they legitimately had to go get their plane <laughs> cap and, yeah, and work think, uh, right in the same shop with everybody else. So it built a bigger camaraderie, and they got it, yeah, you know, because they I understood see. everything, and that that built a bigger bond with the squadron as a whole. And now you see the fallout of when they got rid of that. Now, I don't even know half the air crewman's name, and I've been here f- three years at VRC squadrons uh <clears throat> Frank was talking to yeah, me about this uh,
0: he I mean, he's a mech mm-hmm. and it's the, it's pretty much the same thing. The air crewmen have to go to the line check they have to get plane captain qualified all these different quals. So should be and then when they're not flying, they're working in shops
2: yeah. mm-hmm. you know so well, the one thing that I can see the argument with it is our air crewmen are different from their crewmen like their vrc they're they're basically like flight attendants yeah with ours they're rescue swimmers but on the flip side they had to go to a different school yeah so there's
1: awa school and then uh aw it's like awo school yeah for like the operators like what the uh, romeo guys go through and then there's the sierra which is like four weeks long versus like the other one that's like fucking a couple months yeah. So, it's different. I went through AWO. Yeah,
2: that is the one thing where I will say, like, going to the shops, that's not really necessary with ours, because, like, it's just kind of hard to do when they're rescue swimmers, but they should still get their plane kept. I think there's Absolutely. only, like, there's only, like, one air crewman at the squadron that I yeah. know of that was in when they did that. Yeah. The rest of it, like, like, dude, the fucking, the short one, where uh, our <laughs> old CO, every time he'd go around them <laughs> and... The CEO would see him, and he'd be like, Hey, sir, like, what? Like, the CEO would just look at him and be like, Do your parents know you're here? Yeah. Like, every time. Dude. But, he, like, him, he's the most caught, Like, he's such a little yeah. shit dude. He dude. sucks. Like,
1: oh, dude, like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like, yeah. every oh time he comes
2: around me, he's so cocky. I'm like, Dude, I want to fucking it was, drop it. Dude, like, I want to fucking push stern <laughs> sternum, man. Oh, Jesus too. Christ.
1: This dude goes up to me and he's like, Hey, Leo, the tail's low. And I was like, No, it's not. He's like, Yeah, it is. I was like, No, it's not. He's like, well, it's not where I would like it. And I was like, well, good thing the fucking books don't go off of what you like. Yeah. And then he went and ran and told the pilot. The pilot was like, well, where did uh, where's Watson? Right over here. What did he say? Said it's not low. He's like, that's not fucking low. (laughs) 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 But but he's such a like dude. He just was that him. Hey, look at what I found, sir. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy.
2: But that's that's how it is. It's like the guys that go spec war aside from Rusty Swimmer coolest guys you'll ever humble. meet in your life humble most humble and like that's it um but literally like pretty much everyone else in the fleet just such a dick all yeah. the
0: time yeah well we are running out of time uh we're at 58 minutes now we mm-hmm. were only allotted an hour um so you have to boost that yeah you're right you gotta <laughs> boost it somehow um, <laughs> but yeah um, thank you guys for thanks, thanks for having on, us on again. Know, being on the show again and I really appreciate it um, before we go do either of you have any word of advice for the listeners on any kind of topic
1: if you wanna uh, you know just be a part of a team as a whole and don't be a dick <clears throat> go for the go for other people and not for yourself that'll uh, that'll save you a lot of pain Jake you got anything?
2: uh to quote like one of my favorite movies like a little part is uh, anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing
0: all right I dig it like it all right uh only thing I have to say is thank you guys for listening uh, <laughs> uh really appreciate all the support you give us uh for you know making these episodes um really appreciate it uh shout out to all the homies back home in California and all the homies where you guys are from you know shout out to florida um california um, 863 and (laughs) 941 all right well again thank you guys for listening this has been the harsh imagination podcast and i will talk to you guys later